You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Half hour! Hello, and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie. And we're here to bring you a casual conversation on the shows, films, concerts, and music that we see, listen to, and observe throughout our careers. Today's conversation will feature all things pop and all things theater. Because why? It's the Roundup recap episode of 2022. And yes, this will feature spoilers because it's about everything we've seen in the whole year. So we're talking about a whole True. year's yes, worth of it content. Will. <laughs> so it will. But lots some of, of spoilers. <laughs> yes. So go back and listen to our podcast if you um, want to know everything about those pop and theater things that we experience. But this is our Roundup. Yes. So... We're rounding up the year. What a year of entertainment for us. I think this was our biggest year yet of content we um, absorbed just through just being the world being really back with live entertainment, live experiences. And we saw a lot. And to kind of go back 12 months here and and just so you all know, we're not following the Grammys schedule or the Tony Awards schedule of release, which don't follow a calendar year necessarily. We're talking about the things that we enjoyed and saw in the calendar year of 2022. Yes. So just wanted to make sure that was clear for everyone. So January 1... To December. 12, 31, yes. although... Well, we're recording this a couple days before 31, but we have no yeah. no new things coming in Nothing the next really comes days. January this, will be the next. This yeah. week is why we're going on vacation. <laughs> yeah. So January begins the new year. So we are listing our top five favorite blank, you know, yeah. categories. So I know that you have albums, singles, and performances of pop music. I have plays, musicals, and theater performances. And then at the end, we'll kind of talk a little bit about what we're looking forward to in 2023. So with that said, Jeff, let me start with you and ask you your top five albums of the calendar year 2022. Let's hear them. You know, this was a really... I'm saying this was a big year for music, and some might disagree with me, and I don't really care, but I think that this was a great year for some great pop stars to come back into the scene with their pop dominance style music, and really good, cohesive albums came out. So I'll do a little countdown. Um, I'm actually going to put at number five is Fletcher's Girl of My Dreams. Great. Which I thought was a great album. Mm -hmm. I really got into Fletcher this year, and I went to her concert, and it was really great. Nice. Really, really great. Uh, Number four, I'm going to be putting uh, Tovlo, or (laughs) some like to say Tuvelu. Tuvelu. Dirt Femi. Okay. This album... Definitely came at a great time, I think, in the industry this year. It was fun. It was electro. It was pop. And it was sexy. Cool. And we're seeing Tuvelu in February. We are. Do this album. So I'm really excited to see her perform here. Yeah. Um, Number three is going to be Charlie XCX and her album Crash. Okay. This was an earlier part of 2022. And this album was an immediate ad for me. It, It was pop gold mm-hmm. it was catchy it just hit every moment and this this album's kind of funny because if you go back to our podcast we talked about this album and she this was like the album that she made as her final goodbye to her record label so this she kind of did it as a fun project but i think it really paid off for her mm. so I, I was excited to um hear this one so that's why it sits at number three for me 
Now, getting down to the final two. Top two. Okay. I am actually putting at number two Taylor Swift's Midnight. Wow. I'm shocked it's not number one. <laughs> okay. This, okay, so I will say this. I love this album. It's probably my most listened to album of 2022. I think that she had so many great moments on it. The production was great. It was different. It was not her traditional pop. Um, she brought a lot of that sound back, but she tied what she did in 1989 and what she did in Reputation to what she did with Folklore and Evermore with lyric writing and marrying it to pop music. And I just thought it was, you know, great. We'll sit at number two. Okay, sitting at number two. Sitting at number two. And, and drum roll for number one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am giving the number one spot to Beyonce because okay. I think Renaissance yeah, was... it was a great album. A perfect album. Yeah. Um, and she's I, been pretty quiet since. We're waiting on a concert, maybe tour. We're waiting on... She doesn't really talk yeah. much about it since it came out, but it was such a great album. Yeah. It's interesting because she just dropped the album and everyone loved it. Well, it... it I think it had a slow start. I don't. Some people immediately loved it. I really loved it. I actually loved the first half of the album first because it was just hooks after hooks, and it was great. And it was mm. catchy. And then I learned to kind of love the back half of the album even more. So, and the, the whole album, you just play to start to finish. Mm-hmm. I know there's been club nights out there. They just press play on yeah. Beyonce's album, and people just go crazy. The lyrics are great. The production is great. It's house music, and it's fun. And I will say why I almost put it at number two is she didn't give us any visuals Mm. for this album, and I really want the visuals. Maybe they're coming in 2023. Who knows? Maybe she's bringing (coughs) something else in 2023. I don't know. She loves to drop things on us. But the album is yep chef's kiss for me. Perfect. I I actually, and to comment on what I thought, I'm – some of my favorite albums, I thought Beyonce's Renaissance was up there as one of my favorite as well, as well as Lizzo's latest album oh, yes. named, um, oh my gosh, Special. Special. Loved. I loved so many songs on that album and I really loved that. Mm-hmm. So those were up there. Nice. Okay, great. Lizzo's album is in my top 10. It yeah. didn't quite crack That's okay. I put five. it up there because I really like everything she does in her music. But on our just, social, you'll see what my top 10. Um, yeah. The runner up to my top five was actually Rina Sawayama's oh, called The Girl. Okay. Which was also a great album. Great. Uh, it just didn't quite crack the top okay, five for that's me. That's right. Um, okay, cool. This was great. Yeah. Um, for albums. Great, great year for albums. So we're going to move over Bouncing to, over to Broadway. We'll bounce over to Broadway for a little bit. No, I didn't put gonna... these in any particular order. Okay. Okay, I'm not putting them in. Guys, that's too much pressure for me. I just... That's too much pressure for me. But <laughs> top five plays, we're going to go to plays now. Plays that I saw in the 2022 calendar year. Um, like I said, no, I have five and I have an honorable mention. So in no particular order. Um, the Christmas Carol is definitely top five oh, yes. for me with um, directed by Michael Arden starring Jefferson Mays. It was just brilliantly done. And I can't believe I'm saying Christmas Carol is one of my top five plays. I've seen it thousands <laughs> of times. But this is really, really special for me. Yeah. This play just did things that I thought were extraordinary. And I've never seen that story told like that. And I may never, who knows? I never say never, but it was incredible. Um, Second on my list is Top Talk Underdog. I think that is such a really, really brilliantly written piece. I was captivated the whole time. I'm watching two people give their whole everything on stage. And I just, Laurie Parks is just, I think an amazing playwright. And I think that is an amazing play. Yeah. I'm really moved by that. Um, 
Number three on my list is The Minutes. I thought that was so great. I loved the ending. I loved what they were trying to tell with the message of it. We caught that way at the end of its run, right before it closed, and I just really, really enjoyed that. Um, And I really, really liked that. Um, Putting in number four here, Skin of Our Teeth. Blown away by that. I think that play written so long ago was ahead of its time. This production at Lincoln Center in the spring proved that it will always be ahead of its time. It's a brilliantly directed piece that we saw. I was so captivated by that. I thought that was an amazing production of that play. Mm -hmm. And I also put Take Me Out on there because I think that is just a really, really, really smart piece of writing. The acting was good. The way they were telling this story and looking at Sports from a different lens is really important, and I think that was just a really, really great play I saw, too. And I'm putting my honorable mention as Leo Polstadt because I'm just really impressed with putting 40 people on stage like that and telling that story and being just a really captivating story to tell and an important story to always tell. And I think that that was definitely up there. So I had to put a sixth one in there. But in no particular order, that's what I would list as my top plays of the calendar year. Where Do, do you have any of them on your list? Or do you have one or two you'd mention as your top plays? I put my top play of the year with Skin of Our Teeth. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Just really, really I, I wish I could go back. I should have went back. Yeah. Because I really would have went back and saw that again. I thought that was so well done. I think from the performances in that show, I think from the directing in that show, I think the set, I think the costumes, they nailed everything. I think it was probably the most underrated show of yeah. the season mm-hmm. that most people did not go and see. I think it was worth every bit of my time and money to go see that yeah. show. Uh, I highly would have went back and saw that show yeah. again. Um, yeah. I, and there's the plays. And I also want to just say something for the plays here, because I think that this was a great, great year for plays. Yeah, revivals and new works. Yes. For sure. And I think there are so many more, too, that touch the surface. I think shows like Ain't No Mo and The Piano and Lesson. Death and the Salesman, they were all great pieces. I mean, to see. I wish I could have put 10. They, you know, I, I tried to, to find things that really <laughs> no, right. spoke I'm just to saying, me. And, and, in general, yeah. I think that there were so much on the stage this this year that I just think was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And there was great things and there was bad things and there was things that needed work um, in terms of plays. And I think there's going to be so many more to come. There's going to be so many more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Revivals and new works for sure. Yes. All right. We're bouncing over to pop singles. Your top five pop singles of 2022. Let's hear it, Jeff. So I can't really say that they're all commercially released singles because they're not. I'm just kind of going based on my top favorite songs of the year because mm-hmm. I don't really like always listening to what the radio single is. Okay. Um, but most of them were. So counting down from top five, uh, number five was Rita Samoyama's This Hell. Okay. Yeah. Great song. Great yeah. song. I thought, first of all, it's a great LGBT song here. It's it's catchy. It has all of the moments. It was released around Pride. It just had all of those things set up there, and I loved it. Next, in number four, we're doing Charlie XCX's song called Yuck. Okay. (laughs) Great. I love it. It's catchy. Uh, I'll say that about probably every song here. It's Mm. catchy. Um, That's one of my favorite songs off of the album, period. Uh, It was just great. Then we have Tuve Lu's No One Dies From Love. I just, once again, it hit us at the perfect time this year, and I just loved it. Mm. Next, number two, is a song from Renaissance. Okay. (laughs) 
Um, this was not my immediate favorite. This song grew on me. So I will say that this is Beyonce's. It's called Pure Slash Honey. Uh, I think the song is literally perfect on here. I probably would have put Cuff It first, mm. but that was like my first immediate favorite from the album. And now this is like my favorite. I love it. I love when she's like, it takes a million to look this good. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just distinctive, perfect lines in yeah. a song that just are like, sure. That's pop music. Yep. And then lastly, coming in number one here, we have Miss Taylor Swift with her song Maroon. Oh, number one single of the year for you. Okay. That, when I, okay, the funny thing about Midnight's is we sat at midnight and we listened to the album and I dragged him to listen to this that album with me and he was bit. like, I am tired. What are you? I was like, no, this is what she wanted. We have to listen yes, to the album yes, at this yes. time. Um, when I first heard this song, and she samples herself in the beginning of this from her Reputation Error tour. I said, whoa, okay, great. We're pulling in her own samples mm-hmm. now. She's, yeah, I'm sure artists do that all the time. But I was like, okay, this is perfect. And then the lyric writing in here when she's, mm, you just have to go and listen mm-hmm. to the song and really be kind of just taken in. I mean, she has great songs on the album. She has Antihero. She has Karma. She has Bejeweled. Those are all great songs. But this one just like takes the icing Duff. on the cake for me. Amazing. That's great. <laughs> I uh, I threw in my favorite. I, I have a lot, but I do like the Ava Max's Million Dollar Baby. Oh, <laughs> I just yeah. listen to that all the time in the car, and I love it. And just wait until we get to Ava Max on this podcast. Oh, yeah. We'll get, we'll get there. We'll <laughs> get we're going to get there. I know. We're rolling through. Million Dollar Baby <laughs> is in my top 10 okay. of, of the year. Cool. So I will say We'll get that. to her. Okay, yes. cool. But Singles, great, and great choices for you on those singles. Nice. All right. I'm moving on to my top five musicals that I saw on Broadway in 2022 this year. In no particular order, I do have five and an honorable mention as well because I just can't always choose five. It's hard. I'm excited for this. <laughs> in no particular order, I'm starting with The Music Man. I'm. It's like literally basically my favorite show of all time, and I – cried three times watching it because <laughs> I've never seen anything more joyous in my life. And I think it's just, I know it's so dated, but I think it's just such a well-written piece of joy. And I will always think a production of that is just one of the greatest things. So so you started with number one. <laughs> I guess I started with number one, yes. Um, no, coming in number two, like I said, no particular order, um, Into the Woods. That revival was flawless and beautiful mm-hmm. and every performance and cried in that too. And I just... Think that was very well done. Very, very well done. I love that. Um, uh, number three on my top five musicals list, and Juliet. Loved it. I loved the hybrid story and pop blended together, which is like exactly what we do here with our podcast talk about theater and pop and blending. Mm-hmm. That was really well done. And that is a really, really, really good show. And I really enjoyed that. Um, putting on number four here, Some Like It Hot. Love that old, fun, cheesy tap dance with a fresh book. I I, I just remember leaving that show saying, the score, the score, the score, like this big band jazzy score that we've been yearning for on Broadway for years. And there's nothing wrong with orchestral and there's nothing wrong with jazz and, um, or, or not, I mean, like small rock band pit orchestras, but big band jazz has been missing in an original score for a long time. And I loved it. And I loved the message of it. And I just loved that show. I really did. Um, and I put strange loop as the top because I think that is an extremely, extremely important piece of theater to be telling. It broke ground. It was new. We had never seen anything like it. It made us think it made us feel. 
And that is what Broadway needs and, and should always have room for. So I really, really liked that and what that show was saying. And for me, honorable mention will be Phantom of the Opera because <laughs> I saw it this year. Yes. And I have to say, I mean, I cried in that. I basically, okay, basically, I almost basically cried in these five shows in, in different ways. Some sadness, some happiness in some way or another. So um, the Phantom of the Opera, I saw it for the, probably the last time until it ever comes back to Broadway one day. Um, and I saw it this summer and I just think that's a really, really nice show. And so I did see it in 2022. So I had to put it on my list, honorable mention. So those were my top five musicals of 2022 on Broadway. What would you do? Any of those on your list or a couple you want to shout out? What do you think my top musical was? Probably on Juliet. It was. Yeah, Yeah, really, really great stuff. It was. I had to put it as my top top musical of the year. So great. Can't Love wait it. to see what that and one the, does at the Tonys. Yeah, and there's more to come in 2023, but uh, those are those are my top five musicals mm. for sure. All right, moving over to your neck of the woods again for top performances of the year. So the, these are your top performances you saw live. Yeah, this I'm going to do this based on the five performances that I actually saw live. I saw way more than five, okay. so I can easily do Great. this. Great. Um, I'm going to go. So my fifth place is going to be tied, so I'm not going to have an honorable mention here. Uh, my fifth place is tied with Marina and Jesse Weir. Um, loved both of their performances. We were in smaller venues at Terminal 5 and the Brooklyn Steel. It just was... The, the Both of those ladies are putting on a show. Mm. And with the, the smaller set and the choreo and this and that, and it's just great. And they played my favorite songs. So mm. gotta love it. Um, coming in at number four is Carly Rae Jepsen's concert. Um, I always will love Carly Rae. I will always be a Carly mm. Rae stan. And did I love her show as much as I loved it the first time we saw it? Um, not totally, because I don't really like shows at Radio City. The acoustics are just a little, mm. eh. But still, she puts on an amazing show. She yep. has a great yep. set list, and I just love her. Mm. I love, 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 love her. Uh, then number three is Rina Sawayama, which I got very lucky because I got to the, go to the show in New York that did not get canceled. Yeah, she had a canceled show one day, yeah. Um, but let me tell you, she's one to watch because she puts on a great show. She has great music, and I think she does potentially have longevity in this career. So I'd be excited to see where she's going after this. Number two is going to be Fletcher. Mm, okay, okay. You know... She is definitely also someone to watch because the album is great. The pop is great. Yeah. She's working on her image and she put on a great show. And let me tell you, everyone there was having a grand old time. And the friends that I was with, we had a great, great time. Mm. And number one. Oh, I can't wait to hear what you have. <laughs> Do you want to try to guess first? <laughs> or I probably won't because you saw so many things. <laughs> I am putting. Billie Eilish at number oh, one. Oh, wow. I actually thought you were going to say the other one. Um, oh, my God. I'm forgetting her name. But she said MSG. I think you went to see her in MSG. She's very tall. Right? She's really tall. And you saw her in MSG in, like, September, maybe? September. Oh, yes. Who is that? I Florence. Florence. I thought you were actually put her because I thought you liked that. But. It was a great show, too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This was very hard. Okay, okay, okay. I saw what? I, but, I saw yeah. close to like 20 shows yeah. this year. But Billie Eilish, overdue on Dua didn't make it. Wow, I'm shocked. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I'm not judging that list. All right. 
Duo was fun, but we found our conversations on And Duo. Gaga didn't make your list either. No, okay. it's not okay. that show. Not that, that show. Sorry, yeah, Gaga. yeah, no, not I know. that show. That was my least favorite of your shows. Yeah, um, but that's okay. All right, so tell me why number one, Billy. You have to understand that song, Happier Than Ever. Mm-hmm. And I know you don't. <laughs> I, I understand it. I just don't really part, you know. But, but The you know. energy in that room cannot be matched by something else. It, it, maybe, mm-hmm. but every single person in there singing that song together with her from the bridge to mm-hmm. the chorus was a moment. Yeah. And not many people can do that. Mm. So I will have to put this concert at my top. And it kind of started off my 2022 season, mm-hmm. too. Um, and I would go back to that show in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. In a heartbeat. Okay. I had put my favorite concert was between Dua Lipa and Carly Rae. Because they were both with like a big group of friends and family. And we had like yeah. a nice time. And I just thought it was like really fun. But uh, yeah. All right. Moving over because of time here. Um, top five performances for me on Broadway. These are yes. these are not male or female, not musical or play. It's just general five performances I saw on Broadway in no particular order. Um, Leah Michelle and Funny Girl. I have to. I think I the woman can just do that role in her sleep she and just it was do it for the rest of her it life. was one of the <laughs> greatest performances of those of that score and uh i thought she was amazing um i put kyle ramar freeman in for strange loop Wakel spivey is playing the lead but we did not see him we saw the understudy kyle ramar freeman who is amazing and carrying a show when you say carrying a show on your yeah. shoulders like that and to be so emotional up there and with that raw energy um i thought his performance in strange loop was a top five performance me for sure mm-hmm. um sarah Bareilles and into the woods i've never seen someone play baker's wife like that i it's my favorite character in the show she is captivating the vocals are there the acting is there i actually hope she gets a tony nomination for that i really do i don't know with the show closing and this was so long ago in the summer if they submit if yeah. they submit for it but i i i loved her in that mm-hmm. i thought she was really really great um, Gabby Bean, Skin of Our Teeth, our girl. Hallelujah. We were blown Hallelujah. away. That was just, I was yearning for her on stage. When she'd walk off stage, my first thought was, when is she coming back on? I thought she was so good in that. And I don't know if we've seen her name anywhere since that. I hope she's getting some work in other things. I gotta, I gotta look and see what her next mm-hmm. thing is because I would go see her in it. Yeah. She was amazing. Um, and Jefferson Mays and Christmas Carol. I don't, know how that man is doing that i keep talking about this christmas carol performance but it's unbelievable um so those are my top five with the honorable mention being a duo my honor because i can't not mention mr hugh jackman and miss sutton foster carrying the leading roles of music man with our tap dance finale at the end just really charming wonderful chemistry brilliant performances that is such an honorable mention i had to mention them i was blown away by the two of them so That's my list. That's my list. Great list. Uh, I did pick my top for um, someone in a musical and someone in a play. Mm -hmm. For the play, it was Gabby Beans. Okay. And for musical, I'm going with Lorna Courtney. Oh, for and Juliet. Sure. Yeah, that was amazing what she's doing. For sure. I think the voice on that she has is just slaying the game. And she is going to be a big, big name in the music industry. And also – 
Well, she can be a great name in the music industry, but she is going to be a yeah. huge name in the Broadway mm-hmm. industry. And if you're all Leo's wondering, I can't mention Patty Lapone and Company because I saw her in 2021. So if anyone's going to be like, "What are you not mentioning Patty for?" Obviously, she would have been on my 2021 list. All right, so so that's our top. That's our tops. Now we're rounding out here. We're going to go through our top five things we're most look looking forward to in 2023 in the theater. In the pop space, five things for each of us before we wrap up here. What are your top five things you're most looking forward to in the pop space in 2023? Go. Okay. So, ooh, how do I word this? Um, I'm going to go with, I'm, I have two tours here that I am so excited for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor Swift's Eras <laughs> Tour. Okay. Can't wait to see this. It better not let me down. No, it won't. It can't. Because so many things around this tour have let me down. But mm-hmm. this show better be an iconic show. Because we all know Taylor Swift can put on a show. Yeah. Um, then next would be Beyonce's tour announcement. Yeah. We know it's coming. It's in the wings. It's ready yep. to be announced. Yep. Um, that's kind of going to be a crazy ticket. But I'm so excited because I know that I will be there. This is kind of a joint one here. Uh, next in number three, uh, Rihanna's halftime performance. Oh, interesting. At the, yep, yep. At the Super Bowl. Yep. Because, I mean, we haven't had music from Rihanna in a long time. And I'm wondering, are we getting the Rihanna release, album release this year? She's done two songs for yeah. the Black Panther film. Maybe. She's going to be doing the Pepsi halftime We're show. Waiting. Could it be? Yeah. Could it be? Yep. Um, and I'll just round a little bit out here with just some albums that I'm anticipating. I'll just do this. Yep. Ava Max. Yep. Coming out at the end of January. Yep. Uh, she just released a song that I am obsessed yeah, with. So I'm not including it in my 2022 recap because it's part of a 2023 album. It's part of a 2023 album. And I don't really like when things are released in December. It's the same thing with SZA. I'm not talking about her on this podcast because it just came out. Yep. It hasn't had the time to really marinate for being a 2022 album release. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to definitely be on my 2023 recap. Great. We'll talk about it then. Great. <clears throat> um, and then we have albums from Sam Smith. Caroline Polachek, Pink, and potentially Dua Lipa in Oh, I'd love that. So She should. Why not? Yeah, Keep I just... Keep that ride going, you know? Yeah. yeah, I had to say... And possibly Cardi B with her sophomore oh, album. Because she is... So, these are some names. Could we be getting these things? Well, three of them we're definitely getting in 2023. The others are potential. Okay. So, we'll see. Great list. The great list. Um, I, my five things that I'm most looking forward to in 2023, theater, Broadway-wise, or just theater-wise in general, are all announced things. Um, it, once again, in no particular order, um, Jessica Chastain in Doll's House, because I love Doll's House, and I love Jessica Chastain, and I think that's just going to be really good, and yeah. I really, really, really am just holding out for that, because I'm really looking forward to that. Um Merrily We Roll Along revival, coming to Broadway, Jonathan Groff, Daniel Radcliffe, Lindsay Mendez, sure to be... Stunning. I mean, it's already getting rave reviews off Broadway downtown, and I'm sure that's just going to be a great, great thing. And a hard ticket and an expensive ticket, I'm sure, yeah. for the fall. Um, so more Stephen Sondheim. More Sondheim. Um, <laughs> I will, I'm putting Camelot because it's Lincoln Center. I don't think Lincoln Center does anything wrong with their revivals. We've Every time we go to Lincoln Center, we love it. I, um, I know that's such an old show, but they're freshening up the book. Okay. And I'm more excited about the score than anything because I think the score is gorgeous. And so, yes, give me full orchestral scores this year. Gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous. <laughs> um, 
One thing that I put on here, I hope people are remembering, is the Color Purple movie musical coming out in December of 2023. Mm. And I'm really looking forward to that because I love that. And I think that that's going to be amazing. I hope. I really hope because that's that's a big movie, movie musical coming for us this year. And last thing I have on my list to look forward to, The Wiz, The Wiz, The Wiz. It's just the greatest. It's like showy, fun. That's the end Amazing. of 2023? End of 2023. The big production number is the greatest score and the best. And I just, we haven't had a Wiz revival in so long. So that's my mix. It's a mix of old and new. I'm really looking forward. There's so many things that I'm sure are not announced yet. I think with um, theater industry it takes maybe a little while sometimes to announce some things once they lock things in. But uh, that's my list. Yeah. Exciting things. I think like there's one little last roundup question here that yeah. I wanted to talk about yeah. before. I know we're getting close to the end. Um Across the board, yeah, and I think this is a great uh, question for everyone, too, to kind of jump in on once we talk about this, is ticketing. Mm. Ticketing in the music industry and ticketing in the Broadway industry is crazy with the it's prices crazy. and the fees. It's not only the prices and the fees, it's the process. Yeah, I still have people asking me, like, how do I get tickets to some things and what should I do to get this? And people are still trying to figure out, like, oh, wait, you have to – take a day off of work to buy tickets to a show now? Yeah. Or do you have to run in person? No, you don't have to go in person. Oh, we go on this app. Wait, but there's $20 fees with the, there's just chaos. Yeah. And I think your question, yeah. What, what do we do? To, is the question, what do we do to fix the, the question ticketing? is kind of like in 2023, how are we going to probably solve some of these issues with theater being like not accessible for many to see yeah. because they're just way too expensive or you're sitting in the back row of a, a theater and also in the music industry uh scalping it's mm-hmm. still to this day a huge issue and is it coming from the inside you know these are questions that i think we all can have a conversation about and how do we all solve it yeah but from my roundup of 2022 these are the things i'm seeing you know, when we first started coming back in the first half of the year, it wasn't as hard to see a show. It wasn't as hard to go to a concert. And now all of a sudden, we're getting towards this and bigger names and bigger shows are coming. And it's just out of control. It's very expensive. It's very difficult. We always seem to find different paths to get there, though, yeah. because we're but we commit to it. The average person who just wants to go online and buy a ticket to something, I'm. I, it's kind of like when we talk about this, like go. You can't just walk into Disney World anymore. It's like reservation this, reservation right. that. The the days of just walking into a restaurant and saying, "Hi, do you have a table?" No, you should have made a reservation. Yeah. This is just the new normal, yeah. and I and I you have to be three steps ahead of the of everyone. But it's tough. So. It is tough. Oh my gosh. Wow. wow. Time is flying we by here. We did it. We got through. I mean, and there's so many things we could have mentioned too, where we're leaving off and there's I'm, I things feel coming. Yeah. There's things that happened this year. What a year. Thank you all so much to our listeners and our followers for listening to us though. They, we, you have helped us so much this year grow as a presence and allow our voice to grow. Mm-hmm. So thank you to our followers, our subscribers, our listeners, to our music, our podcast, our, our workshops, our things that we do with two worlds entertainment. We're very, very blessed. Yeah. Very, very grateful. And we can't, Thank you all enough for clicking that play button on all these episodes. <laughs> yes. It means more to us than you know. I'm 100% agree. Yes. So, well, let's round this up here. 
Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed this final podcast of 2022. Please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify on Apple Music and leave us a review if you love what you have heard today. We also want you to join in on our conversations and engage with us. Head over to our Instagram and TikTok at Half Hour Podcast and comment on the latest post about this podcast episode. We would love to hear from yes. you. And also go back and listen to anything that you might have missed mm. uh, for this year in 2022. Yep. Because yeah. we had a lot of good things out there and conversations brewing and the sky's the limit for us we're onward and upward into 2023 so get ready oh lots of big things coming up things coming yes 2023 so So. happy holidays to you all and i wish everyone a happy new year we'll see you next time in the new year 2023 uh so until next time i'm jeff and i'm richie signing off for now ta-ta bye Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.